now, hey now, hey now, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a brand new edition of Over the Line. Here we are all over again, and I know you've missed me. I know you've missed me, and it's okay to miss me, because, you know, somebody's got to do it. Somebody. But glad to be back in the saddle. Uh, wasn't filling up to it today, but I had to do it anyway. We missed a Monday but because of some personal reasons, but we are back on the horse, back at it again. And no matter what happens in my life with, um, you know, whatever, really, the news cycle doesn't stop, especially when it comes to Joe Biden being your president. It never stops. As you see in the title of this video, in the title of this podcast, Joe Biden is on a current mission to destroy Christmas. The one thing you've got left in this COVID-ridden, mandate-ridden world, Christmas. First of all, Dr. Fauci tried to ruin Christmas and saying, well, I don't know if we can get back together. But now uh, Joe Biden's going to ruin it himself by making sure nobody can get Christmas gifts and Christmas just outright ruined. Not only will you not be able to find gifts, you will not be able to afford food to feed your family on Christmas. But we'll get into that as we go. Uh, banned on YouTube or suspended on YouTube, I should say. We did the Friday Night Live Friday. And if you saw that, P. Diddy was our special guest host. And he he and I talked about the mask mandates at his school and kind of what they were making those kids do. Um, YouTube didn't like that. So they took our Friday Night Live video down and gave us a strike, which resulted in a one-week suspension on YouTube. And here's what it comes down to. I, those of you that listen and watch this show on a regular basis, you know this. We're not investing anything into YouTube. YouTube is just, there's not even that many people that are following that channel. So it's for a very small amount of people to see the show. And that's the only reason we're posting it on there. I would delete it altogether if I didn't put the stupid YouTube on my on my business cards. But we'll just have to make new cards, I guess. Anyway, don't go out of your way to follow the YouTube channel or anything like that. I don't even care at this point. What's important is Twitch. What's important is um, uh, Twitch and, uh, for now, Facebook. And uh, just follow us on there. Really pushing Twitch. I know a lot of you guys have added us on Twitch already. If you hadn't, go do it right there, wherever it's at. At OTL Show. And uh, get us up to 50 followers. And that kind of kicks us into the algorithm and makes us a uh, what they call an affiliate of Twitch. So hook that up, and we will love you long time. By the way, has everyone heard this new banger from a guy named Loza Alexander? He's a rap artist, apparently. And he's come out with a new song, and it's called, you guessed it, Let's Go Brandon. I knew everybody would be excited to hear this, so I thought it was only appropriate that we open the show this way. Sammy. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. You know what 
I may end up making this our new uh, intro music because I'm I'm digging it. How can you not like that? I was actually searching for that uh, for a ringtone on my phone. I didn't know if that'd be inappropriate or not. Probably is. Here's what I'm I'm happy about. I'm happy that we we've, we've moved from. FJB to Let's Go Brandon because so many people were left out, especially kids like my own, uh, on the FJB chants. But now you can say uh, Let's Go Brandon without dropping the F-bomb and everybody's included. I think it's fantastic. You know, if you, you don't want to... Certain places you don't want to use the F-word, like church. You don't want to say FJB in church, so you say Let's Go Brandon in church. And uh, it all works out. It's good stuff. Uh, real quick, Vapor Forge out on 280. Y'all know about them. Go see them. They uh, they love you guys, each and every one of y'all that support this show. They they support this show as well. And very important for you guys to kind of hold them up as the FDA is is literally attacking the vaping industry and help them keep moving on. Just go up there and see what they got. 4673 Highway 280 East in Birmingham. 205 874-9010 is their number. And also, if you haven't gone to the Linktree page for Over the Line, make sure you do it. It's a very simple page. You just go to Linktree, L-A-N-K-T-R-E-E dot com slash Andrew McLean Who. And it's going to look a little something like this. Very simple, very plain. And this lists every single link you could possibly need for the Over the Line show. Technically, it's even got some of my my personal stuff like TikTok and, and Instagram, which are not necessarily show-related, but you can go to any of these, and it's going to take you right to it. As a matter of fact, if you go to this and you click the Twitch link, if we are live, you can watch the show live from that link, as you see here. So make sure you go check that out and, uh, and hook it up. So... That's kind of freaky. Man, I look rough tonight. Man, I'm all red-faced and everything. What's the deal? Man, my blood pressure's up. Uh, but thank you to those of you that are here for the live show. A shout-out to uh, Kim, who is, uh, who's in the house. Always good to see you guys as y'all uh, make your appearance. Let me, let me get right into it, because I don't know how long this show, uh, this episode of the podcast is going to be. Uh, but I'm going to give you what I got. The first thing I need to talk about is the corruption of the Biden administration in the sense of things being funneled down to Hunter Biden. Now, these are things we knew. We all knew. We all kept up with them. And the media and social media giants did everything they could to suppress any sort of this information getting out during the election. Now it's getting to a point that they can't do anything about it. And it's becoming more and more obvious. It's almost as if they just waited for Joe Biden to become unpopular, which he is now, before releasing or, or allowing any of this information to go out. Joe Biden's numbers have absolutely tanked. I, and I, and I, I can't... Uh, tanked is, is putting it nicely for Joe Biden. You're talking in the low... 30s overall approval rating for a guy that got 81 million votes and nine months in you've got a low 30s approval rating if you look at the number of approval rating the the approval rating among hispanics in this country you want to know what it is it's 27 percent among hispanics joe biden's in bad bad shape and he's being beat down absolutely beat down. I'll talk more about that and, and what he's currently doing. But this right here, there are emails, and this is just one instance of, of so many, emails are revealing that Joe Biden's brother-in-law had asked Hunter Biden to obtain a business license in China. Now, how would Hunter Biden be able to um, obtain a business license in China? I don't know. Maybe he's in good with the Chinese government. This email from Joe Biden's brother-in-law, John Owens, requested Hunter Biden obtain a business license in communist China on May 9th, 
2014, while Joe Biden was the vice president, it's unclear if Hunter charged or obtained any any success fee for connecting the two parties. The reported emails do reveal, however, the Biden family's business connections to communist China. Owens, who goes by Jack, reportedly emailed Hunter requesting a, quote, business license to expand his telemedicine company in China and express the license needed to be secured very quietly, very quietly. Owens reportedly told Hunter that his company's MediGuide, American America and MediGuide Insurance Services International, would not be able to complete the deal without Chinese business license. The deal was reportedly in a late or serious stage in negotiations with an insurance company based in communist China. Now, keep in mind, this is this is Joe Biden's brother-in-law, okay? We knew that Joe Biden's brother was in on all this business with Hunter Biden and everything else. You remember when, uh, uh, what's his name? Was it Tony Sorolinsky or whatever the guy's name was? You remember he came out and he blew the whistle on these guys? He was like their middleman for so long, and he's like, man, these guys are corrupt to the core, and then he got raked over the coals. No telling what what even happened to that guy. This is his brother-in-law. And I don't see where it gives me that information, but I'm assuming that it's Jill Biden's brother. I'm assuming, but I don't know. It doesn't matter. It shows how deep this corruption goes within the, the, the Biden crime family. And it is time that there needs to be some sort of special counsel. And I've seen Republicans on the Hill calling for a special counsel, much like Durham, to look into this stuff. Because it's not only bad, it's not only wrong and illegal, it is very dangerous for our country to have a guy running the show who allegedly owes favors to some of our biggest enemies. That is a threat to our national security. And if you look at the current landscape of America, the current landscape of, say, the economy, it would look as if somebody is purposely wrecking our economy to benefit someone else. And if you've got a conflict of interest with, say, the CCP, the Communist Chinese government, and they're benefiting from America being on the decline, what else do you need? There's also instances, well, you've got Hunter Biden and his blow art, and he's making hundreds of thousands of dollars. Nobody knows who he's selling the art to. It's it it's it runs so deep. I saw a piece from Jonathan Turley, who you see on Fox News sometimes. He was on um, Fox and Friends this morning, uh, discussing how Hunter and Joe Biden previously shared bank accounts. They had bank accounts together, and Hunter's running around doing all these business deal. Business deals with China and Ukraine, oil companies, and all this other With a bank account with Joe Biden's name on it. Okay? That would mean the money Joe Biden had in said bank account, no matter who was spending it or who was pulling it out, was being used for these very corrupt and illegal purposes while he was vice president. That's enough to bring this guy on some charges, or at least make sure he never runs for office again. What's amazing is normal journalists, if there are any left, would have found this stuff out long ago. We would have never made it to Election Day without this being out in the public. Because it was not hard for people to find this information. It would have been out in the public, but there is zero journalism, nothing at all, from the so-called media who pick sides and literally runs campaigns 
for Democrats. That's all they do. And they have buried these very important, these very uh, national security threatening stories and information that is doing nothing but hurting us, hurting you and I, hurting this country. So when you look to place blame on somebody for the state of the U.S. right now, the media has just as much blood on their hands as Joe Biden does. And really, Joe Biden probably has got a little less blood on his hands than a lot of other people because Joe Biden's not running this country. There are other people running this country. And it's almost as if you know the talk of a shadow government and then your regular government that's out in front of the TV and whatever else. For instance, Trump's in office. You had Trump battling against the shadow government, the deep state, if you will. Well, the deep state not only has their own secondary government that runs behind the scenes, but they now own the White House as well. They have the President of the United States under their complete control. Joe Biden's not even doing press conferences or not, not even doing addresses to the nation from the White House. They send him across the street where they built a set for him to read teleprompters to address the nation. <laughs> that should be your first sign that Joe Biden's not running the country. He doesn't even, he can't even address the nation from the White House. It's absolutely fascinating. Now, whether or not we'll get a special counsel on that front, who freaking knows? But it is important for those that are willing to do so still bring these things up on a regular basis until something is done. Because this man is turning out to be, this administration is turning out to be everything they said the Trump administration would be. And any bit of dignity, any, any bit of, of um, trustworthiness, any bit of, of any sort of legitimacy that Democrats and liberals alike had, they no longer have it. They have absolutely nothing. The anti-Trump people, the orange man bad crowd that was so excited to see Joe Biden beat Trump, they have zero legitimacy because they say nothing about this stuff. They said these things were going to happen. They screamed it from the rooftops day after day after day. Now they're happening. But they're not saying nothing. Because it's not the orange man. Joe Biden, being not the president as he is, he also refuses to take questions. Now, they want him to keep his mouth shut as much as possible. What was it? After our, our, our troops were killed in Afghanistan, what, it took him 24 to 48 hours before he even addressed the nation? Maybe it was longer than that. I don't know. They don't want this guy in front of a camera, in front of a microphone, any more than he has to be. And when they do, they absolutely do not want him answering questions from reporters. He's done that a few times, and it's backfired almost every single time. We've got crisis after crisis after crisis in this country. And Joe Biden comes out to make a speech about the shortages that we are and will continue to face on our store shelves. Announcing this plan like he came up with it, like he was the mastermind behind it, to have these ports run 24-7 to get all of this stuff into the mainland, onto the store shelves, and then ultimately into people's homes. We got hundreds of thousands of shipping containers that are just sitting in the water because we don't have the ability to get it in this country. 
that on top of rising prices, which that contributes to, on top of a shrinking labor force. We found out that in August, we got the job numbers for August, as far as the the fine details, 4 million people in this country quit their job in August. Quit. That's literally like an, an entire percentage point of the of the entire population. And Democrats are like, oh, I don't, this is weird. Why is this happening? Joe Biden was uh, uh, asked by reporters about what they're going to do about these shortages. Can you make sure we're at least getting some stuff for Christmas? What about the kids? And as I said... Joe Biden answered zero questions because, and as he will say very often, uh, I'll get in trouble. I'll get in trouble if I don't go to this meeting that I've got to go to. It's going to take a little time and that we've unlocked the full might and dynamism of our economy and our people. That's what we're going to do. God bless you all and may God bless the longshoremen, rail workers, truckers, and all the workers who are keeping our economy going. May God protect our troops. Thank you all so very much. And there goes the slow shuffle out of the room, not answering a single question from the press. Imagine Trump doing this. Imagine Trump just dipping after every press conference, not answering one single question. What do you think they would call that? What do, you, what do you think they'd call that? They would say, Trump is stripping away the freedom of the press. Trump is attacking the press and not allowing them to do their jobs. So why are these people not losing their ever-loving minds? Hmm? Why are they not saying anything? These questions are then left up to the White House briefing room to where Jen Psaki has to give some sort of BS answer that, you know, it's a tight race on whether these answers would make more sense than the ones Joe Biden would give. But nonetheless, everybody in this administration continues to make this administration look like a bunch of clowns. Here's Jensaki's response to, can the White House assure us that there will not be shortages going into the holiday season? I know you do, but... but when the deceleration is happening slower, perhaps, than people expected a few months ago, yeah. and people are still paying 10 or 15 or 20 percent more for meat, and they're saying, why was it supposed to be transitory three months ago, four months ago, and we're still here, does that make things more difficult to explain? As to why this is the case. Well, it requires us explaining and through working with all of you as well that um, the cost of meat is also related to competition and the, uh, the, the small number of large uh, meat producers who have a dominance over the market. And uh, the fact that a lot of these issues are uh, not as simple as a one sentence explanation uh, and that different industries have different issues in the supply chains, different issues that are causing some increases in prices. And also because we all understand the American people are not looking at cost to cost comparisons from this year to two years ago. They're looking at cost to cost comparisons to their checkbooks from eight months ago or 12 months ago. And even though factually, if you look back, to two years ago, things may be comparative. That's not how people look at things. So our objective here is... These people are so out of touch. So out of... Americans don't care that gas was $1.89 last year. They're just looking at the price now and comparing it to their checkbook. <laughs> let's, just, let's just run the numbers on the increases that we're currently dealing with here. I got a list right here. Let me pull this up. You see this? Gas is up 42% since last year. Bacon, my beloved bacon, up 20%. Eggs up 12%. Chicken up 7%. Shoes, shoes, y'all. The shoes that go on your feet. 
up 6%. Dresses, up 9%. TVs are up 12%. Computers, up by 8%. Used cars and trucks, up 24 freaking percent. And car and truck rentals, 42.9%. Inflation is real. It's real. When you make the decisions that this administration has made and continue to dump money into this economy that doesn't exist, you're just printing more money, things are going to get more expensive. Which means you are poorer. Whether or not you have money or you don't have money, what decides, uh, what decides how rich you are is not the amount of dollars in your bank account. What dictates whether or not you're rich or well-off is the price of everything else. And yeah, McDonald's is coming out and they're now offering $15 an hour because they can't get nobody to work. Uh, Best Buy is starting people off at $17 an hour, and that's all great and dandy. But two things here. One, they still can't get people in there to work. But two, Best Buy is not just eating that money. They're having to jack their wages up, so they're going to jack their prices up. It's the same situation if the government would have enforced it themselves. $15 an hour minimum wage. The places that pay those people the wage... The prices on their products are going to go up, whether that's a restaurant or a grocery store. But what choice do they have? They're having to come up with ways to incentivize people to come to work. And that's really their only option. Pay people more. And you'll always hear the liberal argument, well, I'll, I'll pay a dollar extra so somebody can get $15 an hour. I don't mind paying an extra 50 cents. This is the most, the most idiotic logic to make it seem as if the only hit you're going to take is 50 more cents on your Big Mac. No, this is everything. Everything you pay for is going to go up. And your paycheck is going to dwindle down even faster. And people don't realize that. People don't know. It's simple math. And so many out there on the left don't even understand it. They, they don't understand you're not just paying a little extra on this one thing. You're going to be paying a little extra on everything, and that makes a lot of extra. And that means there's going to be a few things you are no longer going to be able to get or do. Especially for a lot of young people when they start finding out that they don't have the extra money to go to the bar on the weekend. They're like, wait a minute, how did this happen? Well, you paid $7 for your Big Mac. You paid $8 for a pack of bacon. And it'll add up. It's part of the reason. I, I don't mean to paint this picture that everybody's stupid and they don't understand the basic economics of this. They do, and it's why Joe Biden's approval rating has taken such a hit. But there's a lot of people out there that are still absolutely oblivious to this stuff. And it'll happen. One day they're going to realize it. You can factor that in with the fact that the IRS plans to monitor $600 or more transactions in any bank account. Personal, business, whatever. If you've got $600... The IRS wants the ability to put a magnifying glass on your bank account. And what are they going to do when they do that? Well, they're going to start combing through it to see what they can find in order to nail you to the wall to find you or make you pay back a certain amount of money. The IRS... Uh, is saying that it's absolutely not spying on people to do that. 
There's just a lot of tax fraud out there, and we've got to get it. If you thought the left was only going to go after the rich people and nail the rich people to the wall for tax fraud, you got another thing coming. The rich people have already beat you to the punch. The rich people have already stuffed the Democrats' pockets. So they know they're safe. Well, so who's going to pay for all this money we're spending, these trillions of dollars we're spending? If we're not going to be able to tax the rich rich people like they told us we would, how's it going to get paid for? You're reading it right there. Your bank account. $600 or more. They're going to look and they're going to go through it with a fine-tooth comb until they can find the itty-bittiest discrepancy. And then they're going to find you into oblivion. That's how they're going to pay for it. They're going to attack America as a whole. But it's not a tax, Andrew. They're not taxing us. They're just getting money because you committed tax fraud. What's going to be defined as tax fraud? If they're wanting to spend millions of dollars to grow the IRS, which the point of that is to do this, to spy on people's bank accounts, What's to say they just can't rewrite a few things in the tax code? Just a little minor thing here and there. And then they'll catch you doing it. Something simple, something you may not even know about. And guess what? They'll start raking in the money. Raking it in, and then they can leave the rich people alone. That's what's going to happen. And that right there, I don't think is getting enough play. It should scare the crap out of each and every one of you guys. Because there's likely nobody listening to this show that doesn't have $600 in their bank account at one time or another. A couple times a month in payday or whatever. You want the IRS to have that kind of access? And imagine what it does to the banks. The red tape, the paperwork that they will have to do to keep up with the IRS as the IRS will want the information on every single bank account at that bank. How are the banks going to be able to function? Are they going to have to hire new people? Are their fees going to go up on their bank accounts? You're going to get hit from all angles. That's their plan. Make you think they're getting all the money from the rich people. But they're actually getting it from you. And you never saw it coming. The left knows, well, those in power, they know that they can't tax the rich into oblivion because the rich will leave. If you've got that kind of money and your government is mistreating you, by taxing you way too much, you've got the money and the ability to go wherever you want in the whole world. And turn around and tell the White House, let's go, Brandon. I'm not going to do what you say. You're not going to take all my money. There are plenty of countries out there that will welcome places like Amazon or uh you know, Ford Motor Company or whatever with open arms saying, hey, we won't mistreat you. We can appreciate the extra money. But that's where it's coming from. They're going to get they're going to be getting it from you. They want to control every aspect of your life. From your bank account to your health care decisions to even your health in general and what you consume when you go out to eat. The FDA just announced a plan to heavily reduce salt in prepared foods. Now, I've gone through the thing with you about the FDA uh, denying approval for almost a million different vape companies 
to continue to sell their e-liquids and their vape devices, right? Effectively ruining the vapor industry, which has saved countless lives. There are a lot of non-vapers out there that say uh, vaping's worse than cigarettes, but anybody that knows anything about it knows that uh, vaping is 97%, scientifically 97% safer than cigarettes. The FDA hasn't placed a ban on cigarettes. They really haven't even placed the, ba the ban on the vapes that are produced by the cigarette companies. But everybody else got cut off at the knees. And now the FDA decides, oh, you're not, you're not going to be able to get a lot of salt on your food. We're going to have to restrict that. Remember in New York where they got rid of the, the 42-ounce drinks, fountain drinks, and all that? That's what this is. It's, it's almost as if New York City has taken over the entire country and they're making decisions for everyone. Now, granted, this country has allowed many ingredients and many foods that you buy on your store shelves that have very dangerous chemicals in them. Cancer-causing chemicals. You can go see videos of people from other countries uh, that talk about how in their country they've banned a lot of these ingredients that y'all use in the U.S., and that's why our society is so much healthier. We don't suffer from the level of cancer and disease and obesity that America does. And it's because of what America has allowed mega corporations to put in the food. GMO or non-GMO. Doesn't matter. It's why our society is sick. Our society is a bazillion times more sick because of what the government has allowed to be put in our foods than we ever were or ever will be from COVID-19. You want to see a devastating number? Find out what the number of that is. It literally, as a child, because we all, we all let our kids drink Sodas, Coca-Cola, eat these candy bars, eating Takis or whatever else. Stuff's got awful things in it. It doesn't make you a bad parent that you do it, because I do it. But the hypocrisy for the FDA to allow that stuff, but then say, well, 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 I mean, salt. Salt is, is bad. It's real bad. We're going to take away your salt. And we're going to take away your vapes because, you know, Big Brother's got to take care of you. Food companies are coming under renewed pressure to use less salt after U.S. regulators spelled out a long-awaited guidelines aimed at reducing sodium levels in dozens of foods, including condiments, cereals, french fries, and potato chips. The voluntary... Uh, goal finalized Wednesday for 163 foods are intended to help lower the amount of salt people eat. A majority of the sodium in the U.S. in U.S. diets comes from packaged or restaurant foods, not the salt added to meals at home, making it harder for people to make changes on their own. So the government's got to help you. The government's got to tell you what you can and you can't eat. Y'all good with that? Are we good? Are we good? Are we good with letting them go that far? Because they will own every aspect of your life if you let them. They will take over every single aspect of your life. And as of right now, in this country, that's exactly what we're doing. We are allowing the government to have everything. Permission to have everything. Every bit of control over our lives. From bank accounts to salt. And that stuff won't end. And we'll be talking more about it on the show as the days go on, I'm sure. Um, as they... They put out more and more regulations. We'll be 
we'll be bringing that up. So don't you worry. Don't you worry. Uh, let me talk real quick uh, before I get out of here about John Gruden. Y'all know John Gruden. John Gruden is a, um, a football coach, NFL coach. He was coaching for the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, and he is beloved in the football community, has been for a long time. He was a Super Bowl winning coach at Tampa Bay, even though people say he won that with Tony Dungy's team. Uh, and Tony Dungy ended up at the Colts. Coach Peyton Manning, as a matter of fact. Um, also, he is an announcer on Monday Night Football, I believe it is. And he was really loved in Knoxville, Tennessee. And over the past decade, every time we would fire a coach, John Gruden's name would be at the top of the list. And he turned us down countless times. But that's not here nor there. Apparently, as the NFL was investigating the Washington football team, formerly known as the Washington Redskins, they came across in their document dump, I guess, uh, emails linked to numerous people, including John Gruden. And as they went through those, those emails got flagged. People started reading them. And even though the NFL allegedly wasn't looking to release this stuff, somebody released it and leaked it to the New York Times. And the New York Times put that information out there. Now, what was so bad about John Gruden's emails? Well, I'm going to read you this story so you can get a little insight. And I want to read it verbatim because some of it is is dicey. There, without a doubt. And so I want to be... I want to make it clear that I'm quoting what I'm about to say. It says, John Gruden's time in the NFL is over after emails revealed that he made racist, misogynistic, and homophobic comments directed at Commissioner Roger Goodell and NFL Players Association Executive Director DeMory Smith, among others. In regards to Smith, Gruden reportedly wrote in an email chain that, quote, Dumboris... Smith has lips the size of Michelin tires. Now, Demory Smith is a black man, and that's where the racism part comes in of that uh, that Fox News headline. He said uh, they said he was also very critical of Roger Goodell as well as female referees, former defensive back Eric Greed, Caitlyn Jenner and Joe Biden when he was Barack Obama's vice president. So he called Joe Biden an idiot or something, and he also said that, you know, the female, remember when the female refs started coming to the NFL? He, I don't have his exact verbiage, but he was talking about that's a bad idea and females don't need to be on the on the uh, the football field. Uh, I don't know what he said about Caitlyn Jenner. I didn't see that, but I do know what they're talking about his uh, homophobic comments, I feel like they were completely defensible because you remember Michael Sam, who played for the University of Missouri, and then he got drafted. I think he went to the Chargers or something. He came out as gay, so he was like the first NFL player to come out as gay, and Roger Goodell was apparently pressuring uh, whoever it was, the Rams or somebody, to use their first pick to pick Michael Sam in this woke attempt to say, look at us. We got gay people in the league. That's gonna, that makes complete sense. You should never judge somebody on their sexuality. Judge them on their ability to play football. He did not have a very long football career, as you know, but uh, that was the homophobic part, which I thought was off base. I saw this comment. This is why I wanted to bring this story up in particular. Jason Whitlock, who is a sports journalist, uh, you see him on Tucker all the time. He chimed in with his thoughts on Gruden's comments, uh, especially the comments about uh, Demory Smith. And Whitlock said, are we... Black men so fragile that Gruden's opinion on Smith 
uh, that Gruden's opinion on Smith's enormous lips can reduce us to tears? I'm just not that fragile. The opinion of white men just isn't that important to me. And I think the point is he's trying to make is not to give John Gruden a pass, but for other people to grow a spine. Let it play out as it will. Let him suffer the consequences of his actions. But don't have a full-on meltdown and use this as a platform to say racism is still rampant in this country in 2021. Because it's simply not true. It's not. Racism is here, but it's not rampant. And it's hard for me to believe, even with distasteful jokes such as this, and by the way, the art of jokes and humor and roasting people, completely gone. It was a way to bring people together, but feelings are so fragile now that John Gruden just made a bad decision to put some of his distasteful jokes in an email chain. Should have never done it. Should not have done it. But he did. And now he's being labeled as the poster child of why racism is still here in 2021, and I think it's completely unfair. Especially when you talk about a guy that's been coaching football teams for years and years and coaching guys of all backgrounds and all colors, it would be hard for me to believe with as many black people that are in the NFL on any given on any given team that John Gruden would have been able to continue through his career of promoting these guys, building them up, making them better people, and bringing them all together. Because it would uh, it would be tough. If you didn't like black people because of the color of their skin, it would be tough to coach a, an NFL team or an NBA team or any anything. You wouldn't want to be part of that. I don't think John Gruden's racist. I think he just made some off-color jokes that he, again, should not have done. Uh, it goes on to say... Uh, Smith's reaction to Maurice Smith, who said the email from John Gruden and some of the reaction to it confirms that the fight against racism, racist tropes, and intolerance is not over. This is not about an email as much as it is about a pervasive belief by some people that people look like me can be treated as less. And there is a problem in society, and I won't compare it to this situation necessarily, but I just think about it, is that no one should be immune from criticism. But some people, some people in society do, in fact, feel they are immune from criticism because of who they are. Whether it's your popularity or your celebrity, your rich, whatever. And there's some people that feel they're immune from criticism because of the color of their skin. And that they can't handle it. Then there's a reason for it. They're a victim because of this. Because in this case, racism is prevalent in 2021. Instead of, well, the dude roasted me. He's getting what he deserves. Let me take some shots back at him. Let me stand up for myself. People have their, their, their looks made fun of all the time. All the time. And it's not based on color. If you don't like somebody, you're going to trash talk them. You're going to tell them, you know, they're ugly or whatever. But no, no, everything's got to be racist. Um... The story goes on to say, this is from Smith, the email is also revealed why the comments by some with powerful platforms to explain this, well, I'm sorry, let me start over. The email has also revealed why the comments by some with powerful platforms 
to explain this away are insidious and hypocritical. It is as if there is a need to protect football above the values of equality, inclusion, and respect. Nothing promotes equality, inclusion, and respect like football does. In sports in general. But the NFL, as an entity, has done great damage to that. Smith continued, the powerful in our business have to embrace that football itself has to be better as opposed to making excuses to maintain the status quo. Gruden apparently uh, tried to reach out to Smith to apologize. Smith said he received the message, but he has not contacted John Gruden back. So uh, there's that. John Gruden having a really bad few days. (laughs) Without a really bad few days. Because a man loves football. He lives, eats, breathes football and has for probably his entire life. And now places like Tampa Bay are taking him out of their Hall of Fame, or they call it Ring of Honor, for when he won a Super Bowl. He's being scrubbed from... uh, Everything about him is being scrubbed from the sport he loves and the sport he gave his life to. And that's actions to your consequences. That happens. I can't feel bad that that's happening. It's unfortunate. You do hate to see anybody go through that over some distasteful and sometimes very distasteful jokes. But actions have consequences. But it really highlights how this country is Missing its spine and has been for a long time. As Jason Whitlock said, are we black men so fragile that Gruden's opinion on Smith's lips can reduce us to tears? Be a man. There's this one TikTok account I watch all the time, and it, it just makes this little phrase. It's supposed to be funny. It's supposed to, it's kind of misogynistic or whatever, but it's just. This this one man from Boston, and he's like, you know, uh, <laughs> things like, uh, well, I'm not going to try to repeat. I'll play them on here one day. They're really funny. But at the end, he always says, be a man. And even those, those TikToks are meant to be funny. That's one thing the society needs to hear over and over and over again. Be a man. There's not enough men in this country anymore. There's a bunch of soy boys. And the men that do still exist to this day need to stand up for what they know is right. Stand up for their wives, their family. Stand up for what they believe in. Stand up for this country. One person that will no longer be a man is going to be Superman himself, Clark Kent, where apparently Marvel, is is Superman Marvel? Or is that DC? I don't know. Superman is apparently now gay. You heard that right. Superman is coming out as gay for... A dude. Now, Superman, who should be just fighting crime and all this other stuff, we shouldn't have to worry about his sex life or his sexual preference. But the woke mob is in the business of ruining everything. Whether it's your childhood, Dr. Seuss books, Looney Tunes, Superman, they want to ruin all of it. And again, there's nothing wrong with being gay. Uh, I mean, you know, obviously, we love everybody. If you're gay, you're gay. If you're not, you're not. But it's the purpose behind this stuff. It's the purpose being pushing this kind of stuff on the kids. And I don't even know if kids really keep up with Superman anymore these days. Most of the time, I see it's full-blown adults like... uh 
Comic-Con people. But there's no need for this outside of a, a woke political agenda. I was watching the news coverage on this stuff, on uh, them talking about Superman now being gay. <laughs> I just couldn't help but think, man, what have we come to, dude? What is, what planet am I on? Let me see if I can find you some of that before we get out of here. It's just, it never stops. It never stops. All right, here we go. Here's some uh, CNN and MSNBC. Superman is coming out as bisexual in an upcoming issue of the comic series Superman, Son of Kal-El. John Kent, the son of Clark Kent and Lois Lane, will begin a relationship with a male reporter. Meet the new Superman. He will come out as bisexual in a new issue of the print and digital series. Well, Earth's new Superman comes out as bisexual, available at comic book shops on November 9th. Having seen the reaction today, having seen online what it's meant to people, I've, I've seen so many messages from all over the world and people saying that they saw this news and burst into tears. People saying that they never thought that they would be able to see themselves mm. in Superman. Some of the... <laughs> We're living in bizarro land, everybody. Superman, and I apologize for calling Superman gay. He's bisexual. So he's still into chicks, but he likes to, you know, tongue punch it with dudes from time to time. Other type of reaction, particularly here in the U.S. Superman loves Lewis Lane, she writes, period. Hollywood is trying to make Superman gay, and he's not. Why is he saying, some backlash for he said Lewis Lane? I thought it was Lois Lane. Or is the new boyfriend, is his name Lewis Lane? I don't know. Superman, uh, bisexual DC comic book uh toy that was announced today that comes after a gay aquaman a bisexual boy wonder robin and a gender fluid loki call me when they have a gender stable aisle with superheroes whose sexualities we know nothing about why are they sexualizing superheroes we just wanted them to get the bad guys not a venereal disease anyway leave our comic book heroes alone DC Comics have just revealed that the... You know, it would be it would be nice if we could just allow kids to be kids and not have to worry about the superheroes they're looking up to, whether or not they're gay. Because I, I said, I don't know if kids are still watching Superman, but there's plenty of parents out there that share their love of comic books, their love of the superheroes like Batman and Superman. They pass that down to their children. And so now somebody's having to explain to their three-year-old why Superman's kissing a guy. Three years old is not the, not the time for that conversation. But that's what the left wants. That's part of the agenda. The purpose of that is to push this on the children so when they're grown up, when they're adults living their own lives, everything they view in the world is going to be backwards. Up is down, left is right. Nothing is sacred. Just as we watch our economy be flipped on its head, the demographics of this country change as Haitian migrants pour through the southern border, with no plan for assimilation. And as we watch superheroes turn gay, it should be obvious to everyone what the ultimate plan is. The left wants to ruin everything. That's always been their plan. Man, I got to get out of here. Thank y'all so much for hanging out for another episode of Over the Line. If you are on Twitch or haven't been on Twitch, go to Twitch. Follow the channel at OTL Show. OTL Show. Get us some subscribers on there so we can then get slapped back into the algorithm and help get the word out about this show. Comment, like, do whatever you got to do. Share the video, and we'll love you a long time. Until next time, see you, cuz.